basically a, a, a cliche at this point. Mark Twain's famous saying that if you read the newspaper, or if you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do, you're misinformed. But I'm telling you, that big NBC Wall Street Journal poll that's getting so much attention, it's the half-truth that leads you astray. The more I look at it, the more interesting I find it. Plus the battle over veggie burgers. You wouldn't think anybody would battle over them, but uh, the meat people. <laughs> We're all made of meat. Uh, the meat people are very angry about it. <laughs> and listen to this headline, would you? Stanford University pushes separate physics course for minority students. So they're going to start segregating classrooms in the name of what's the theory? Some progressive goal or another. What's the theory? Behind well, I'll hit you with that okay. in a while. So well. Uh, so that uh, underrepresented uh, minorities uh, don't feel uh, disincluded or something. What? They, 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 I don't know. It's crazy. By making nuts. them take their own class? Yeah, are I they, know. <laughs> it's just, are they going to have different standards for what gets you a B? Or that's what? part of it. Stay um, with us. So you mentioned the, the Wall Street Journal NBC poll. We haven't spent much time on the part that got the most attention to me is that the tremendous decline in the last 20 years in patriotism, Religion and the goal of having children. Oh, I've got all that in front of me. That's yeah. incredible. Yep. Yep. And maybe you're for those things. Um, even if you are, I'm not, but even if you are, you got to recognize it is a major change in society. And whenever you have major changes, there will be various repercussions. Not all of them what you think they're going to be. Indeed. Absolutely true. <clears throat> you know, we're here uh, talking about this. We could dive into it. Decline of, uh, and we're talking about from 1998 to 2019. Um, so can we can we call it 20 years? Yeah, can I we think agree that's on fair. that? Yeah, 20 years. Uh, hard work is six percent less important, or very important to six percent fewer people. I will tell you this though: somewhat important went from nine to fifteen percent. So it's a shade of a difference. We still have, ladies and gentlemen, 98 percent of americans say hard work is very important would you get that idea from from the media no and i we're a nation of people that says listen bust your ass or don't make any excuses i don't want to hear it i certainly wouldn't get that from most of the policies that are discussed on debate stages either right how odd on the other hand i will tell you this You get even allegedly conservative voters, they can be seduced with, wait a minute, you're going to give me something? You got something for me? Uh, And politicians are smart about it. There are the percentage of Americans who are getting some sort of government money, and I'm not talking about Social Security, stuff you paid into your whole life. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not talking about you. (laughs) Um, The the numbers are growing and growing and growing, and uh, government officials, the the leech class, understands this, um, so they try to get you on the hook and get you addicted, but... Um, I got a D in leech class. <laughs> I just couldn't take looking at him. You ever had a leech on you? No, thank God. Me neither. Oh, geez. I think I would scream at the top of my lungs. Yeah, yeah. That's a scene guaranteed to freak me out in a movie. Some guy Have comes I? out of a swamp and they say, hey, oh, oh, God, turn around, turn around, turn around. And then they turn around, they get a bunch of leeches on their back. Oh, oh yeah. I hate that. You I know, or, that. or have I? I can't tell if I have just thought about it so many times. That it's almost a memory? or if I've it had actu- ticks. Or if it actually happened to me once. Mm. I don't know. You ever had a tick? I'm sure you have. Oh, yeah. You're a country kid. boy living me outside, too. yeah. Especially uh, Illinois. When I lived in Illinois, that's yep. when it was the most common. Me too. 
Yeah, interesting. Um, uh, they ought to go uh, go away from uh, Land Lincoln as a state uh, slogan. Go with Tickville. <laughs> Who else has had something sucking blood out of them? Four one five two nine. No, no, we're not actually. I was at a picnic, had a mosquito. <laughs> Doesn't really count. Yeah, I, I feel, was beset by vampires. I feel like maybe this actually did happen to me. That I was like in a creek or something somewhere, and I felt something on me, and I pulled my arm out of the water, and I had a leech on it. I pulled it off and threw it and screamed. That but sounds I may have, about right. Well, yeah, but I may have dreamed it, so I don't know. Wow. Wow. Dreaming of leeches, the Jack Armstrong story. <laughs> Do you just pluck it right off there? Does it make a popping sound? Oh, that's it so left, gross. It's like little blood marks. So gross. It left a little blood marks from its... its uh, yeah. So, uh, how about patriotism? It sounded just like that. Uh, what about... I'm going to ask about our values, who we are as a country. Is patriotism very important? That number has declined by 9%. Um, somewhat important has increased by 4%. So the decline in patriotism, eh, by shades, maybe a significant shade, but your whole American hating uh, lefty media Colin Kaepernick crowd, man, that's a small crowd. They just have the ear of the America hating media. Right. And academia. And I'm not sure what people mean by patriotism, uh, as opposed to some of these other questions, which I'm absolutely sure what they mean. Right. But I I tell you, I read something really compelling a few months ago. I can't remember precisely what it was. Moby Dick. But they were, uh, it may have been that. Uh, I can't remember if there's a whale in it or not. That'd be a clue. But they were talking about um, how opinion makers have this incredibly outsized influence on us. Yes, we do. And they are the media, Thank God. the arts, and academia. And how a very, very, very small number of people can so materially mislead you on what you think is happening in the country. But so, yeah, patriotism is on the decline, but not a lot. Um, now, the religion stuff and the having children stuff, uh, indisputable. Yeah, and I know what they mean by having children. Having the, the is that important to you? Placing a high value on having children is down sixteen points in twenty years. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. That yeah. is a change in society. Yeah, yeah. And there's no wondering what do you mean by having children. No, that that one's pretty clear cut. Now the somewhat important number has actually increased, but I would argue that. Even if you, you know, discount that first number a little bit, a movement that large in something that fundamental is an enormous demographic shift. I mean, it's practically unbelievable in the space of 20 years. Um, It's crazy. How important is money? 10% more say it's very important. Than did 20 years ago. So religion and children go down, the importance of money goes up. That doesn't surprise me. And people are uh, sad and unfulfilled. Oh, that's strange. I can't figure that out at all. Very surprising. Oh, speaking of, uh, well, do you want to dwell on that for a minute? Just sit here and be sad? or <laughs> I, meant, I, I meant verbally, verbally speaking. <laughs> I mean, including saying, just here quietly sad, including saying words out of your mouth. <laughs> okay, I'll take that as a no. Uh, so uh, earlier today, again, why do they tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth in the court? Because sometimes if you give half the truth, you've misled people. Um, 
I, I gave earlier the highs and lows of um, how satisfied are you with the state of the U.S. economy? And it has varied a great deal from the high in 1998, which is the year we're discussing, interestingly enough. Um, 31% said, I'm very satisfied with the economy. God, it's great. I'm loving it, loving it, loving it. Then immediately post-crash in 09, it was 1%, 31 to 1. Oh, I was wrong. That's terrible. (laughs) But in 98, you got 86% of people are pretty happy. 86. And then in 09, it was only 7%, right? So that's, that's an amazing contrast. But then you look at your own financial situation today. Never mind what you hear or your perception of the economy, what you read. How are you doing? It's going to blow your mind. I'm going to blow your mind. During that high period of satisfaction I told you about, when everybody said the economy is roaring, you personally, 78%, okay? During that low, low moment where only 1% said the economy was doing good, instead of 78%, it was 56%. That's a pretty significant decline. Mm -hmm. But keep in mind... Your perception of the economy was 31 to 1. Good times to bad times. The perception of your personal economy was a decent, about a 20% drop. Yeah, well, we we always talk about those numbers because we've been doing this so long. We've been through a couple of recessions. We always talk about those numbers in a recession, and we got another one coming eventually. Sure. Um, where people, there's lots of bad attitudes about the economy, and people, oh, no, I'm fine. But it just, you know, other people are having a tough time. Yeah, so. most people are just dying of starvation from what I know. A lot of cannibalism, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, taking others' houses by force, you know, at gunpoint. And... I see it on the news all the time and on the cable news shows and all that <laughs> right, sort of stuff. Right, but exactly. no, I'm fine. My, my life hasn't really changed. Yeah, in fact, good. if you didn't tell me I was in a recession, I wouldn't even know, but. Right, exactly. And and I'm telling you, that, that matters. You are not the economy. You are not the job market. You are you. During the worst times of the economy, people are making money or getting ahead at the workplace. And, and, and you know, in fact, in, in media, I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's been a fair amount of belt tightening in media over the last 25 years. Um, there are people who think, well, I'm going to be the winner. And they rise to the top. So you know, I don't know if this is a pep talk or a or a uh, well, motivational speech. Or you know, more people lose their job, and if you're in that crowd, it's like the old. What's the difference between a recession and a depression? A recession is it's happened to your neighbor. A depression is it happened to you? <laughs> right. That's that's true. If it happened. Yeah. If I lost my job, then all of a sudden it's a yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, and listen, I'm not for like getting up in the morning and smoking a bunch of pot and then drifting through life vaguely happy. Have you tried it? But at the <laughs> same time, at the, I'm, I'm, I may have. Um, at the same time, the relentless pitching of gloom, doom, fear, and anger. I'm telling you, it's yeah. just not healthy for us. So the... that's not why. That, I'm telling you, that is a significant. Part of why people aren't having kids or making it a priority for having kids. One thing is our our uh, society is much more self-indulgent than it used to be, just because we're so far beyond any existential threat. Why wouldn't you live for pleasure? We're not living to beat back Hitler and the Nazis. We're living for pleasure. But the the gigantic influence of 
selling doom and fear is affecting people's decisions about having kids. Two things for you coming up. Couldn't be more different. One, you may end up with a penis pic on your phone that you weren't expecting or didn't want. Two. Sorry to hear that. The experts <laughs> what if have, I do want one? The experts, what if I want as many as possible? The experts say we're down to four candidates in the Democratic race. Okay, in well, the Stanford stories. Special courses for, you know, the minorities. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What did I do to you? You, you, you could have retired an hour and a half ago before I picked you in my fantasy pits. I mean, what did I do, Vic? I've been a fan of yours. Why would you do this to me? Come out of retirement. I'm just saying. O.J. Simpson very angry that Andrew Luck retired since Oof. he had him with his fantasy football team. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. And if he's angry at you, he will cut your head off. So that's the way he does things. Yarks. Juice. Uh, according to The Hill and uh, interviewing various Democratic experts, the race is down to four people now, mm. which I think we all know, don't we? Got to be uh, old Uncle Joe, uh, the two communists, and uh, and they're going with, mm, based on a, their numbers. Give me a second. Because if I had to narrow it down to the, the, this next one, I would say I would probably go with boot edge edge. Edge, edge, they say. Edge, edge. <laughs> um, so they're not saying Mayor Pete, huh? Go ahead, hit me. Kamala. Kamala still. So they got down to Biden, the two communists, and Kamala Harris. I'd be if, curious. I, if I had to bet money today, I'd put my money on Elizabeth Warren, I think. Wow, instead of old Uncle Joe? I think. Wow, so it's close. Close? Yeah, very close. I, I'd probably do the same. I, I'd have Warren as a slight favorite ahead of a Joe. Just Oof. in terms of the tea leaves that I'm reading. Only only because he looks so old. I think he's staked out a great position with half the party being under unrepresented is a pretty good place to be. In a I want to be clear. Move. I'm not going nuts. I just feel like he's going to. And I don't mean a gaffe. <laughs> all these gaffes, whatever. But I just, I just think he's at some point going to strike people as too old. Yeah. Depends how they manage his candidacy. Some candidates need more managing than others, and, and Uncle Joe needs some managing. Malarkey. But, um, <laughs> but I think if he really pitches that steady hand on the till thing and says, look. What if he doesn't look like a steady hand, though? Well, see, that's why you got to keep him under wraps. That's the managing I was talking about, is, is people really need to have him do as few gigs as possible. Without rumors starting that he's dead already, you know this idea is a bunch of malarkey. Uh, but he may have passed, you know. And I wonder. And I'm thinking out loud here. I'd hasn't be that, curious to hear what you have to say. Hasn't that happened before, where somebody died and they kept it a secret? And- yes. Yeah. Actually, that's one of my favorite stories about politics. Is a, a good friend of mine way back in the day. I hope he's doing well. I haven't talked to him for a long time, which is too bad. But um, he uh, he was part of the Republican Party of a, a certain chunk of uh, Illinois where I grew up, and um, and uh, the uh, the incumbent had suffered an absolutely debilitating, soon to be fatal stroke. 
I mean, he was completely incapacitated and would never recover. And this was a couple of months before the election. And my buddy was like, well, we've got to come up with another candidate. We got to, you know, get on the ballot. We got to, and they're like, no, you got to shut up. You got to shut up. Old Bill, it's better than ever. He's just nursing a little sprained ankle there. He's at home. <laughs> well, geez. But he'll be just fine. Sprinkling a little Robitussin on him right now. <laughs> exactly. And so they just uh, they completely quashed the story that the guy was utterly debilitated. And sure enough, he won re-election. Then they said, oh, no, it's a tragedy. Guess what happened 10 minutes after the election? And they got to appoint somebody. But that's, you know, that's politics. But anyway, I'm thinking out loud here. At some point, does Uncle Joe say... Listen, Where am I? <laughs> no, Grandpa Simpson. No, does he say, listen, I hear people saying I'm too old. I feel fantastic. I feel great. Tell you what, elect me for a term. I'll bring back a little normalcy. We'll calm everything down. Republicans will start to talk to Democrats and vice versa. You think I'm too old? Vote for somebody else the next time around. I look at my vice president, perfectly reasonable person. Edge, edge, I call him. (laughs) He's very young. (laughs) I think people have floated that idea. He commits to one term, Kamala or somebody like that is his veep. Yeah. And you get her in his presence. But not Kamala. Nobody likes her anymore. When last we left you, we were talking about how the, the, the smart people claim it's down to four. Biden, Warren, Sanders, and they say Kamala Harris. Um, but this idea of Biden announcing, look, I'll only run for one term. I'll resign while in office. Can he say that? Can you do that? There's nothing stopping you, right? Can you announce that at a time? Sure. Nobody's ever done it, but I'll resign while I'm in office and Kamala Harris will become the first female president of the United States or Elizabeth Warren or whoever. Wouldn't that be incredibly powerful? But we've got to beat Trump. Or incredibly stupid. We've got to beat Trump. People who didn't like Kamala Harris might just not turn out. They'd think, wait a minute. No. No. I'm voting for you because I don't like her. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I like you way better. Maybe you'd end up with the negatives of both candidates. People that don't like you wouldn't vote for you, and people don't like her wouldn't vote for you. (laughs) Right. Other than that, I love your plan. (laughs) Okay, a lot of people have floated that as a possibility. Well, not resign. Because of his age. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you know what's really interesting is... Because the idea of him possibly being president for eight years starting at 79, I think you'd be when he was sworn in. No. He's that old? Well, he's damn near. If if you're off, you're not off by much. So, um, what's interesting though is uh, among the big four, you got Uncle Joe, who we're talking about. Then you got the two communists, who are just way different policy wise. And and then Kamala Harris, who nobody likes anymore. I mean, it almost have to be. Stacey Abrams was the name that people floated the first time this came up. A long time ago, the right. idea of the one term. She's the uh, she ran for office, and right? But but to finish my point, if 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 it were an old George W. Bush and a younger Mitt Romney, a couple of moderate Republicans. So listen, I know you kind of like the way I swing, 
I'm old Joe Biden. I'm a moderate Democrat. I work across the aisle, and I'm old as hell. No problem. Look at this fabulous, charming, young, moderate Democrat. Right. Work the fact that the, the other big four is so different right. than him. Yeah. I don't know if that works. That is a problem. Um, somebody... you got to find some reasonable governor, some a Bullock. Young Bullock. Nail, nail down his age for me, will you, Sean? Because... And give me Bullock's age. Bullock, I guarantee, is like fifty-five years old. Um, yeah, maybe. he's yeah. yeah. Um, uh, somebody pointed out yesterday. Biden is seventy-six. Seventy-six, and so in a year and a half, he'll be what? God, that's right. I don't, don't know when his birthday till is. Twenty twenty-one. Bullock is a uh, oh, he's a young whippersnapper. Fifty-three. There you go. A lot of runway ahead of him. So yeah. be Biden will be seventy-seven or seventy-eight. So so if he got two terms, he'd be eighty-six years old. Yeah. I mean, come oh. on. Yes. Um, no run. No way they run two white guys though. No way. Um, just one more thing on this. I heard somebody point out that Joe Biden was elected senator not before eight tracks tapes went out of style, before they were a thing. Oof. So he was elected senator before eight track tapes became something, then went away. Then cassettes became something, then went away. Then CDs became something and went away. So people literally whole time. <laughs> had a turntable in their glove compartment. And that was your only choice. Or <laughs> listen to the radio, of course. News now with Marsha Phillips. As the G7 summit winds down today in France, the spotlight's been on President Trump and those trade talks with China. Earlier today, Trump told reporters Chinese officials called twice to discuss trade talks with the administration. They want to make a deal very badly. I think that was uh, elevated last night, very late in the night. Trump insisting China has taken some hard hits in the past few months. During a joint news conference with Trump, the French President Macron expressed hope that the U.S. and China will get to a fair trade agreement soon. Meanwhile, as the trade back and forth between the U.S. and China continues, Senator Lindsey Graham is saying Americans are going to have to accept the pain caused by the trade debate with China. Graham making that comment on CBS Face the Nation. The Democrats for years have been claiming that China should be stood up to. Now Trump is, and we just got to accept the pain that comes with standing up to China. Now, the South Carolina Republicans suggested that China will try to drag the trade war out through the 2020 elections. Meanwhile, the Democratic National Committee is quashing a push from climate activists and some National Party members who want a 2020 presidential primary debate devoted exclusively to the climate crisis. The National Party Committee rejecting a resolution effectively authorizing such a debate by a vote of 222 to 137. And Amazon's Alexa smart speakers got a new skill that can play songs not for you, but for your dog, even if you are not around. It's a new music skill called Puppy Jams. You can activate it by saying, Alexa, open Puppy Jams. Okay, I'll try that today. Then you tell it how your dog is feeling, which can be something like happy or lonely or anxious. Question, how do I know how my dog's feeling? Yes, I have a pug. He's disinterested. (laughs) There you go. My dog's disinterested. Really uh, breathing hard as well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anyway, the the AI will create a playlist made for your dog and your dog's mood. That's stupid. (laughs) And one last note, the toy company Hasbro has bought out mass media company Entertainment One. E1 was purchased by Hasbro for $4 billion. Oh, that means, I saw this story. That means Peppa the Pig and the artists of Death Row Records like Snoop Dogg and Tupac are all under Hasbro's umbrella. Hasbro now owns Death Row Records. Yes. Interesting. So they have yes. Snoop and Peppa Pig. And Peppa Pig, yes. They should get together. 
the the CEO says this is an opportunity to have a brand, quote, driven by family-oriented storytelling. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. You guys may be shocked to find this out, but do you have a guesstimate at how tall Peppa Pig is, according to lore? Uh, no, I've watched Peppa Pig. I'm probably the only person here that has uh, with my children. But um, no, I don't know how tall I am. size of a standard hog, I imagine. <laughs> uh, no, uh, according to some uh, internet sites. Is she a Shropshire hog or what sort of hog? Peppa Pig stands uh, about seven feet tall. Ooh, did not know that. Wow, that is disturbing. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> that can you imagine? Can you imagine? George Orwell himself didn't envision seven-foot-tall pigs striding down the street. I don't know from Peppa Pig as my kids are grown. Does Peppa uh, run about on all fours or upright? Uh, upright. Wow. Yeah, and they talk, they're wow. just a family. Again, intimidating as hell. They're just a family with family situations. They just happen to be pigs, yeah. and they have British accents, And but it's very slow-paced. I actually like that sort of stuff, especially for little kids. Like Blues Clues, those kind of shows that are really slow paced and gentle in their yeah. presentation. Yeah, yeah, and just, I just, I think flash, I, bang, 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 yeah. flash, 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 flash. Not good for the brain. Oh, oh but Peppa Pig's one of those slow moving story shows. Hello, Peppa. Yeah, it's very, very, very That's mellow. charming. You um, watch walking pigs. Did you? <laughs> the devil's work, I'll tell you. Did you hear what Bill Maher said on Friday night about the death of David Koch, one of the Koch brothers, compared to what Bernie said over the weekend? About the death of one of the Cook brothers. Mm, a little compare and contrast, plus that minorities only physics classes in Stanford story. Next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. these seem like harsh words and harsh jokes and I'm sure I will be condemned for them (laughs) on Fox News which will portray Mr. Koch as a principled libertarian who believed in the free market he and his brother have done more than anybody to fund climate science deniers for decades so f*** him the Amazon is burning up I'm glad he's dead and I hope the end will come so one of the Koch brothers died of cancer last week Bill Maher says blank him I'm glad he's dead this is how Bernie Sanders handled it at a rally over the weekend. Several different directions. I, I don't applaud, you know, the, the, the death of somebody. We, we needn't do that. Uh, Dagan, that was important. All right, skipped ahead, but so we didn't get the question. Somebody brought up the Koch brother and are we, uh, you know, how do we feel about him dying? And, and, and Bernie said, I don't applaud the death of someone, which is kind of the way we used to handle these sorts of things. But maybe we're past it. Yeah. We've moved past it. <clears throat> yeah. We root for our enemies to die. <laughs> so where we are. Yep. Yep, yep. So Stanford University, it's one of the hardest schools to get into in America. Uh, you got a nice physics department there, and a 2016 survey revealed that their physics department is one of the least diverse departments within the institution. So the university has embarked on a mission to resolve that supposed concern. That's that's really interesting. That That's the disparate impact thing. That's the idea that if it's wider than other departments, there must be something doing... You must be doing something to keep other people out. It can't just be the way it turned out. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Um, and there are two aspects to this. One of which I find one of which, yeah, I find uh, perfectly reasonable. The other is, is perfectly idiotic. But so they're offering a modified version of the standard mechanics course. 
It's one of your bedrock courses everybody in physics has to take. They boast added support. It boasts additional class time as well as learning assistance. Individuals who have a passion for education equity who are paid by the university to guide students through the difficult course. University said this modifies modified course to help increase diversity in the field because, quote, students from underrepresented groups often don't have the same level of preparation from high school as their majority peers. My only gripe about this is if you have, and I don't want to traffic in cliches or anything, but if you um, have a, a white kid from a small rural high school, say, where there's just not much of a physics thing going on at all, right. um, that kid deserves extra help too, right? I don't know that they're going to bar that kid from that class, but um, and yeah, they, it would make way more sense if you're if you believe this is a thing to base it on where you came from, what your situation was, well, and what had, you having said. anything to do with your skin color. Yeah, do what you said. They say underrepresented groups don't have the same level of preparation from high school as their majority peers. Well, don't make it about minority majority. Make it about the level of preparation. Regardless of race, color, creed, etc. Have you ever heard that sort of thing? Um, they mentioned that, listen, the difference in preparation is large enough it could lead students to drop out of the major, but small enough that a little support can get them through. We'll do that for everybody. Yeah. Um, or, or don't. It's up to you. Uh, Stanford College Republicans told Campus Reform that the group finds, quote, the creation of special curricula and services for ethnic minority groups and women to be the textbook examples of unequal treatment. They more or less make the point I just made. Sure it is. Okay, so that's, again, if if there are people from different backgrounds that struggle a bit, help them. Just don't make it about race. But then there are two one-unit physics courses uh, offered that don't address physics itself, not at all. They address concepts of diversity within the discipline. Physics 94 SI, Diversity Perspectives in Physics, is a what? seminar course in which, and I quote, physics faculty members from diverse backgrounds share the story of their lives and careers. Why you're getting credit for that, I can't imagine. I mean, if you want to have, a, you know, whatever, the only, the only black physics professor addressing black students and and saying hey look i know maybe you don't see a lot of role models around but look look at me look what i've done here's what you could do blah blah blah. i think that's great it's mentorship it's good but it shouldn't be a for credit class and then listen to this physics majors can earn academic credit by learning what it is like to be a female professor or a faculty member raised first generation low income The course takes place over lunch, consists of discussion of the lives and career trajectories of various diverse professors. A similar course titled Physics 93 SI Beyond the Laboratory, Physics, Identity, and Society is led by students. In this course, physics majors can earn credit by generally exploring, quote, issues of diversity and culture in physics and applying such concepts as critical race theory. That's nice. That's a science course. All right, Stanford. Falling all over yourselves, your little angry snowflakes don't give you negative reviews. You may end up with a penis pic on your phone that you didn't want. I don't want any, ever. Perhaps you do sometimes. Police in Japan this week arrested and filed charges against a 37-year-old man who had been sending unsolicited penis pictures via a smartphone to others. And this... uh, instance it was someone on a train nobody wants that 
How's he doing it? Dialing random numbers or something? There had been previous arrests for similar dubious behavior. It's part of the whole airdrop thing? Oh, I guess you, you got, yes. You got your iPhone opened up for airdrop, and uh, and somebody near you says, oh, I'll airdrop you something. What do you think <laughs> it is? Hello. Hello. What do you think it is, huh? Well, and all you're going to see is whatever identifier they have on their phone. Well, well wait a minute. If you're not in their... No, no. So if so, if I, I not, receive a notification that hey, there's an airdrop that's been put in your phone. Would you like to see it? Even if I don't want to see that, a thumbnail of the pic is already shown on your phone mm. of of the thing that they are they are attempting to send. Depending on a phone setting, anyone within a thirty foot range can share photos or data with you, and you with them. Airdrop works like this. When you're sent a photo, you have the option of accepting or refusing it. However, no matter what choice you make, a large thumbnail of the photo is displayed on your screen. Rah! This, this is just a truly... And, that, and, that, and when, that, when that person looks up, like, where'd that come from? I'm over here waving. <laughs> Me. Hey, what do you think how's of that? it going? How you doing? <laughs> See anything you, you like? What do you think? <laughs> oh, my God. Boy, that is the saddest, most pathetic of, of pervs. And God, get a trench coat and go to a bus stop. It's less pathetic. <laughs> have some pride. Right? No kidding. Have some have, self-respect. Have some dignity. Get a trench coat. Go to a public street and show your wang. <laughs> Put some effort into it. Right. Exactly. It's millennials is what it is. That's right. They're they lazy. Even, they don't want to buy a trench coat. They don't want to stand there and wait for the crowd to come in. They just want to sit there at home on their cell phone. I was just reading how millennials killed the trench coat article the other day. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, boy. Yeah, man. Oh. Japan, there's a shock. You know, it reminds me, I had a, a girlfriend many years ago who... Uh, was she a model? Yeah, she's a model, wasn't she? <laughs> right. Actually, she was. Oh boy! Uh-huh. Um, but but she uh, she and her friends lived in this house, and the house across the street from her, the the old guy would regularly stand in front of the picture window yes. and uh, and and do his business. He would uh, use his body like an amusement park, completely naked, right there. Self pleasurement. And they were all like, "Oh my God, he's doing it again!" and just gross. No, that's a terrible crime. They should be shattered for life. I don't think it's cool. It should be a crime and, you know, punish the guy or whatever. It's his house. There was three or four <laughs> women that lived there. And, you don't like uh, it? Don't look. And none of them were their lives destroyed or they, they felt like they couldn't go on with the day or anything Are like that. Are you for property rights or aren't you? <laughs> Jack wants the government in your home stopping you from natural functions. This is very disappointing. Hello, Elizabeth Holmes here. I wanted to announce that I just married Billy Evans. I uh, figure-sticked him first to make sure that he'd live until he was at least 85. Uh, that's that, I should be out of jail by then. Now, final thoughts. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from esteemed newsman, esteemed, esteemed newsman, Marshall Phillips. Are you ready for finger-licking fake chicken? I just found out Kentucky Fried Chicken's planning to test plant-based chicken nuggets and boneless wings. They are going to be partnering up with Beyond Meat to develop the products. That's a kitchen fresh chicken, isn't it? That's their, <laughs> they, yeah. they tried that for a couple yeah, of weeks. They went back yeah. to Kentucky right. Prime. Uh, Michael, right. uh, your final thought there in the control room? Well, I'm confused because I heard today that 98% of people feel that hard work is important. Then I just heard that millennials are lazy flashers. So I'm not sure what to make of it. <laughs> you make of it whatever we tell you yes. to. Positive, Sean, your final thought. Yeah, Andrew Luck retiring uh, from football at the age of uh, 29. Uh, he is third on the all-time list of touchdowns thrown when compared to the games he's played behind only Dan Marino and uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but if I ever get two commas in my bank account, there's an 80% chance that I only not 
not only just retire, but I will flat out disappear. No one will ever hear from me again. Yeah, no kidding. Except for just rumors, whispers. You can still follow me on Twitter because I'm not going to quit that. But. Yeah, at the point your net worth is nine figures, goodbye. <laughs> See you. Jack, your final thought for us? Since you mentioned Andrew Luck and Stanford moments ago, he went to Stanford and got an engineering degree. So he's not exactly your typical jock. I've been living for this my whole life. Yeah, it's funny. Not much time, so I'll just tell you this. is a marginal NFL fan. There are various former quarterbacks standing up for him, various former quarterbacks decrying him, doing this to his team and the rest of it. I'll let you all fight it out. Guy decided what he wants to do with his life. Huh? He gets to. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All sorts of clicks for you. Email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just... Change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. And we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Plus aux choses, plus c'est la même chose, Jack. Oh, Joe's speaking they, French. Oh, oh, hey, now. Oh, 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 oh. in, in France. Armstrong and Getty.